Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Season 2 of Men's Seats Exposed. We are going to go deep into questions, answers, and we're going to warn you that a lot of these episodes are going to be 18 and up because we have a lot more questions this season for Season 2 that are going to be sexually related and a lot of confessions that are going to be private. Enjoy this new season of Men's Secrets Exposed, season number two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a new show of Men's Secrets Exposed. We have a special, lovely, amazing female co-host, Miss Nikisha Michelle. Say what's up, Miss Nikisha. Hey, 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 what's up? So, quick little background on Miss Nikisha Michelle. She has been featured in Success Magazine, Huffinger Post, Ebony Magazine, Upscale Magazine, Red Book, Black Enterprises, Plus Size Magazine, and she's been featured in, L- in Los Angeles's um, KTL- KTLA, and just to name a few of the things she's done. Now, her specialty is she is a plus size and curvy matchmaker. Is that is that a true um, description? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so tell the uh, listeners a little bit more about yourself other than 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 the intro I gave you. So I am so excited to be here to co-host with you. Thank you so much for allowing me to grace your platform. Uh-huh. Cody. Something powerful when it came to cool get together. What do you think about that? Hey, I believe it 100%. No question. <laughs> so a little bit about me. I've been in this game for a very long time. My background is um, I have a master's in social work. But what drew me to this industry was when I started in the business as a life coach and I was coaching Hollywood um, celebrities and uh, people of the sort, you know, very high affluent people, I couldn't understand what the status that these women had. Why were they so unhappy? Why were they so just sad and so much they always needed something extra to make themselves look even better? But what I realized was they were failing in their relationships with men. And what I understand is when, even if a female is successful in other areas, if she can't get that loved area right, it lowers her self-esteem and makes her feel some kind of way about herself. And that made the mirror, that turned the mirror on me as well, because at that time, I was in a failing marriage. And so it made me have to do some real work and figure out what is it about us as women that repel happy, healthy relationships. And when I found out that secret, I created a system called BLITZ. And BLITZ stands for beauty, love, intuition, sensuality, and significance. And I'm here to let you know, if you're not living in your bliss, if anything in your bliss is broken, you will also create broken relationships. I'm a mother of two. I have a 31-year-old and a 14-year-old. I was a teen parent, grew up in Columbus, Ohio, the south side of Columbus, Ohio. But I didn't allow my situation to define me. And that's all the more reason why I am a champion of women and women feeling good and not doing every area of their life, not just your success or your career and education, but every area. Okay. All right. I feel that. I feel that. I'm sure there's some other women that could definitely identify with that for sure. 
No question. So you have an event coming up. Um, we're going to air the first part of this podcast pretty soon, so that way we can, you know, kind of get the word out. You have an event coming up April the third, right? And that's called Hot and Heavy. Can you tell so the listeners a little bit about Hot that? And- Yes, Hot and Heavy is a monthly event that we do every first Friday in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, but my services and agencies, we work with women, all, women and men all over, you know, um, the United States, as well as we have some clients in the UK. But we started speaking back in the day, you know, I'm old school, so back in the day, we used to have those kind of basement parties or those little house parties, and we wanted to kind of bring that back where men and women would just get together, have some drinks, some finger food, and just have some hot topics and just talk to each other. And then at the end of what, you know, we mix a little education with good banter, and then at the end of that, there's usually a matching component where people get to network, whether it's for business um, purposes, career professional purposes, or they're really looking to find that special someone. So everything we talk about is usually hot, and because our market is plus size women, it's always heavy. Okay, all right. So that's why it's hot and heavy, huh? It's hot and heavy, and usually the content is around sex, sensuality, and love. Okay. And nothing is for off topic or too much. It's okay. really juicy. Mm-hmm. So the first thing uh, I want to bring up was when we were talking uh, pre-show before we start recording, you had said we talked about um, the term. You know, you said plus size and curvy, right? And when I had brought up yeah. uh, <laughs> the the other phrase. Uh, BBW, you said, uh, in your opinion, that's kind of, you know, labeled in, in a not as uh, classy, uh, yeah. right? Is that, what I, is that what I understand? Not as, yeah. okay, okay. Not as classy and not as um, focused. Not as social, you said? Classy or focused. Focused, okay. Classy or focused, I got you. All right, so what is the reason? I'm just, I mean, I'm just curious. What is the reasoning behind that? I believe that a lot of times uh, what has happened is now now it's becoming, in terms of curvy and plus size, it's becoming excessive and mainstream. So that's the term, and it's usually, you know, meaning they're more classy, they're educated, they're professional. But before that, there was this BBW term uh, thrown around, and back in those days, it was usually women um, women who were plus size and they really just wanted to be um, noticed and feel like they were being, you know, feel like they were really having self-esteem and all of that stuff, but they really didn't have self-esteem, so they were leading a lot with a lot of sexuality, and it just, and then it was bringing on the fetish, the DDW fetish, with men who just didn't have any real good intentions with women except for they love to sleep with big women or big, beautiful women, um, and so it's the, that term is really flat, and it does not have substance. And usually, when I'm marketing, um, 
when I try to market to the BBW group, they usually don't have money. They have um, a very low vibration uh, standard about themselves. Now, and, um, now, 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 that's a lot of sexuality. Now, that's, that's kind of uh, a little, a little harsh. That's a little harsh now. I got Low vibration? Yeah. I I have really, because at first, when I had to educate myself about my own, because I am a plus size woman. So when I had to educate myself, like, where is my ideal tribe? Because every because you're plus size, you're not my tribe. You're not uh, the type of woman that what I'm speaking to would uh, resonate with. So the first thought is, BBW, that's what you know. And when I was in those groups and trying to talk to them, the vibration is so low and so raunchy. Mm. So that's from experience. And I almost feel so grossed out of what I see going on in the comments, the conversation. It's just not, the vibration is way too low. And they don't even hear you. Now, there's always an exception to the rule. Nothing is ever 100% fact. Mm. Always an exception to the rule. But when you tend to put in the mainstream industry, and it's all kind of nestled around the plus size industry, it's really gathered around fashion. So when you think of plus size models and fashion icons, you're not going to refer to them as BBWs. It's a more, it's like a, it's like a known like class pattern. Uh, I, I'll give you that. That's true. That's true. That's that's very true. That's very true. What is your take when we, when we talk about when we talk about like uh, you know the the, the <laughs> we talk about the plus size and the curvy ladies out there? I mean, I remember um, before I got extremely busy, there would be different social gatherings of of you know particularly promoted to those that group of people, right? So. I would go and I would notice that there would be men, some men, like really, you know, thin, like skinny, and they would be in the corner almost like they were, they wanted to be there, but almost like they were ashamed to be there. Do you, what, what is your, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, have you seen, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen some of that where it's like they were, uh, they wanted to be there, they were around it, but it's like they didn't want nobody to know that they were there. Right. You know, I just had a conversation about this last night with a gentleman, and he was saying pretty much the same thing. He was saying back then, it wasn't socially acceptable. Something had to be wrong with you if you were attracted to a plus-size woman. And so it was almost like an underground type deal. Yes. And if he wasn't really um, confident in his manhood, it was a secret, and that's why all this other, these other myths and things that, you know, my clients come to me with all this old damage and old beliefs and myths about a plus-size woman is only good to have sex. You don't bring her in public. You don't take her home to your mother. You do her at nighttime and the weekend. She's a Netflix and chill chick. But mm. you don't take her out in public. You have to be with a bad, you know, a bad, I don't know if I'm allowed to cut, but a bad bitch, you know, <laughs> who has, you know, cook bottle shape or whatever, tall and skinny. You, that's who you take home to your mother, but the big girl, you just do her in the night, or nighttime. Mm. Okay. And all that stuff is so damaging to put it by the 
So what, okay, so on a practical side, right? So what knowledge, what could you, let's do this on two different ways. First, what would you tell a dude or a man, right? If he does have this attraction, but he wants to deny it or he's afraid to admit it, any, any, what piece of advice would you give him? It comes a time where you have to grow up and grow up in your emotions and grow up and be excited about what excites you. Because when you are in a relationship, the only people that should be in that relationship is you and the person that you're with. Everybody else don't even matter. And the real truth of the matter, people really just want you to be happy. Most people, your family, people who really matter, they really want you to be happy. And if you are happy and content and, and solid in yourself, you are not dictated by anybody else's opinion and anybody else's voice, but your own. Okay. Yes, that's what separates. I love using the term voice to men. I love voice to men because that's where it, it's the difference. Boys are not comfortable in their skin. Men are comfortable. Yes, very true. True that, 100%. 100%. And you will never happy. Never ever read, I, I watch Black Love and all these stories about people who denied themselves what they really, really wanted because of somebody else or some kind of society standard. And that will cause and lead to mental health issues and physical issues in your body. And you're thinking you might have prostate cancer because it's genetic or whatever, because you're a man or you didn't eat enough or whatever. But some of that stuff is psychosocial, uh, psychosomatic. Like your mental health is affected by when you keep denying your true desire of your heart because they're there for a reason. All right, so now on the other side of that, right? So let's say there's a lady out there and say, you know, she's plus size, curvy, and she's not confident about that or uh, she, you know, what advice would you give her? She feels like she might even feel like she's not approachable when she's looking at some of the stuff that's on Instagram and some of these, you know, chicks that they, you know, some of these uh, uh, music video type you know, divas that they show, you know, what advice would you give her about the dating scene if she's not comfortable, confident or comfortable in her skin or she feels self-conscious because she's plus size or curvy? Any? It's about self-acceptance. As long as you deny, and, and it's the same thing like what I'm telling the men, as long as you deny parts of yourself, you will never be completely happy. And you won't even experience what I take, what I talked about earlier, the bliss. You have to figure out what part of you is causing you to feel like you have to be an enemy towards your own body. That's your body. That's you. And as long as you feel some type of way about who you are in your presence, your world is going to constantly reflect that back to you. Your world is going to mirror that. Men will run from the hills. Men will misuse you and abuse you because you are the co-captain of your life. And if you are running your life haphazardly and denying yourself, 
all you all it's gonna happen is your life is gonna be completely miserable and then you're gonna be in isolation and always feel like you're not enough when you're more than enough. Okay. So it's the difference between happy and satisfied and or just wanting to be in misery. Self afflicted misery. Hmm. Okay. Alright. So you had a couple questions from uh, as you said didn't you use what was the phrase you used your tribe is that right yes my tribe okay. my ready woman tribe the ready woman out there <laughs> alright so I'm going to try to get, we're going to get into these here and answer these questions right now um the first question you had was, uh, why does it seem like men are not approaching as much as they did? Is that right? Yes. It used to be so fun. Back in the day, it was so beautiful. It added to a woman's womanness, essence of beauty and lifting her self-esteem when a man used to approach her and say, hey, you know, you look good. Can I get your phone number? Or, or he gets the better side. I bet you I can get a phone number. Let me get a phone number. Let me get her. Now, it's like, what the hell? The women have to build up their confidence to go talk to the men. What the hell is happening? Why do you think it is? I'm gonna let you answer. I have that. so many thoughts on this. One of the things I think it is, uh, which I've heard, is that the women these days are so uh, challenging in their personalities and their attitudes that they shut the men down. So the men don't even want to put any effort uh, to dealing with. They rest. They feel safer if she does the approaching. It kind of gives them the open or the the sign that she's open for business or open to be approached. Exactly. The second thing I think is is um well I would say that I noticed a couple of different kinds of men, but I noticed this with men that most women dream about. Those men are so dismissive and and it's almost like I want you to know that I am the man. I'm the king. So you want me Come, come in and approach me, and then if I feel like dealing with you, I'll deal with you, and don't complain on how I deal with you. Uh, that's, that ain't it at all. I can tell you that right now. That ain't it at all. No, okay. e- even so even 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 a high achieving man that's upwardly mobile, got some education, has his two legs under him. Mo- men aren't made to really feel like that, unless there's some kind of real damaged dude. Men don't think like that. Whoever gave you that answer, and I'm gonna say this: a woman gave you that answer because a man didn't. A man doesn't think like that. We're not made like that. No, I would have to beg the difference because men do give me the answer, and they and they say this is what they say. Now, but you did hit something. It depends on where that man is in his emotions and his maturity. Yeah. But these men that know that they can have any woman, they know that they're that woman like. Epitome of a man. Uh, well, let's go Very back. Evil. Let's go back to what you said. Really, really you said back when back it used to be, you know, 
a man would approach and the essence of a woman would feel good and you know mm-hmm. it would uh what was the other things that you said what all she got out of that when a man approached her and asked her out or asked her out for a phone number Okay, stop. All right, so let's stop and pause. Let's be fair now. All that's true, right? How do you think that pendulum swings the other way when a man gets shot down? It's just like gambling. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Be fair. How does that feel to a man no, when a man works it's when he works all that up and he gets shot down? It's the same. Everybody is not everybody's cup of tea, but that should not change the nature of who you are. Mm. You're the hunter. You're not hunting. You're being hunted. Uh-huh. And then how we start is how we foster the relationship. Because if I had to hunt you. Now I'm going to try to balk you, and then you won't even take out the trash. And now I'm frustrated because you won't take out the trash, and you won't help me with these kids, and you won't help bring in all the money that needs to bring in. You're so nonchalant about everything. Now the relationship, he's running the relationship, and now he gets frustrated and nonchalant, and he leaves. <laughs> because he started that shit. Okay, so let's... Okay. Okay. All right, all right, let's back up. Can we back up? Part of the reason why men are not going to be so eager to approach anymore. Now, let's be fair now. All right, I had an Instagram model on the last show. Okay? Mm-hmm. She said she has 30 men a day sending her messages. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's normal. Yes. Okay, so now okay, now pause. You say that's normal, right? Yeah, that's normal. Okay. Well, let me tell you. Let, let okay. me let me tell you what's happening to men as a whole. Okay, because of that, a lot of men don't feel like they have a fighting chance. So to take the guesswork out of approaching and feeling goofy and feeling stupid because the sad thing is now with the age of Snapchat, Instagram, okay, even bringing in Facebook a little bit and swiping left and swiping right, men collectively know women have too many options. So what does a man feel like? I understand you want to want the role to be traditional. I understand you say that sets a tone in a relationship. I understand you say all that. You say all that. I get it. Okay. But as a man and at men collectively, he knows that if she's remotely attractive, there are three dudes that's in her inbox right now. And she's probably lying to two of them. So he says, all right, well, if she's interested, because she has so many options, she'll give me a signal or she'll say something to me. Because I don't want to be dude I don't want to be dude number thirty one. And what 
And what's starting to happen is that there are women now that almost have a have an arrogance, like the, because they are getting thirty messages, it's quick, quick and cut and dry. Like, well, what are you bringing to the table that these other thirty ain't? And I mean, I have, I have, I have, I have a male, I have a male friend, okay, that I know. All right, he lives in Texas. He's went out on several first dates, and that's exactly what he's told me happened to him in the last two or three weeks. Is that they have a um, almost an air of arrogance while they're sitting at the table before the appetizers hit the table of who are you and why am I talking to you? Now, this is coming from a man that's in the dating scene because they got so many options. So when you're asking the question, why aren't men approaching, that's the biggest reason why particularly, you know, now if you want to go, if I I could say this term, the older generation, I'm saying older, I'm saying like over 45 because they Uh they remember the era of get a woman's phone number having 50 cents to use the pay phone, okay, catching the bus, yeah. to, catching the bus yeah. to go to the mall. They understand all that. You start getting younger than that, you get 32 or younger, they grew up with cell phones. They missed all that. Yeah. Now the thing is, like, you're in a dating scene, you meet someone, you ask, you, you know, connect or something like that, they're not asking a woman for a phone number, they're asking her for her Instagram handle, and then they follow each other, and then they send messages back and forth, and then they might go out, right? So if a man knows that a chick's getting 30 messages a day or 20 messages a day or 10 messages a day, what do you think that would do to his confidence? For Now, I know you're going to say, well, if he's strong in himself and he knows who he is, he knows what he brings to the table, he knows he should, he can run with any one of those guys in her inbox. Well, all that's cool. I'm going to say, a man, imagine the football players who decide to sit on the sideline because they're scared that they may not win the game. Oh. Imagine. Will we even have an NFL? I understand. We college football. That sounds real crazy. But I'm, crazy. I'm telling you. cannot sit on the sideline with an assumption because of what could, might have, should have happened. What is wrong with him? Seriously. You're, you're asking the question, right? Seriously. It doesn't even, it doesn't even, but here's the, here's the thing. Even though we've got more access on online, think of when we were in high school. All the people in the high school, all the girls in the high school, the same thing. All the guys on the football team like the head cheerleader or whatever. They get for it, they buy for it, but one of them is going to eventually win. What happens to the rest of the guys that like the girl? They go and find them whoever at another school or whatever. Uh-huh. So just because the, the platform changed, the, the ideology still has to change. But it has. The cheerleaders didn't go run it like to the football players. They would die. In, their, in their little huddles and die like, oh my god, I like George. Oh, I hope he comes and I just talk to me. I get it. And when he does, he floats. So I hear you, but it, it hasn't changed. It's a platform change. 
I get it. The students that had children, all the football players, all the basketball players, all the soccer players, they like Susie. She's a popular girl. Mm-hmm. All of them won. I get it. And that's what made the man in the competition. Why is he not wanting to get in the game and compete? He does want to compete. He just wants to keep hitting. You win. You win. You fighting. You win. He does want to compete. Where, he just, where did that go? He just wants to compete. Can I finish? He does want to compete. Yeah, why do you ever want to compete with the other 30? If, if I want somebody or I want to have a fighting team, I'm going to put on my gloves and it's let go time. I'm going to show her why she needs to be with me. But the reason why he can't do that because he don't know himself. He didn't even grow to that level. If you have a question, please send it in. Go to DwayneHill.com forward slash dating podcast questions. DwayneHill.com forward slash dating podcast questions. This has been a Pick a Card Productions venture. Thank you for listening. Edited by Logan Dunbar. Sound supervisor, Logan Dunbar. Additional editing by Gabriel Rattori. For more information, go to DwayneHill.com or PickACardPro.com.